You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Today on Preaching Source, we have Southwestern's president, Dr. Paige Patterson, who is not only president of the seminary, but also an experienced expositor of God's Word. Welcome, Dr. Patterson. Thank you, Dr. McCarty. It's a joy to be with you. First of all, we want to ask you, why does text-driven preaching matter? Two reasons. Reason number one, if anybody could have done it on his own, Jesus could have. And yet in the 24th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke, beginning at Moses and the prophets, he expounded unto them in all of the scriptures the things concerning himself. So it is the divine appointment of God's way to do preaching properly. Number two, it is absolutely essential because otherwise our people will not know the Word of God. It is the pastor's responsibility to teach them the Word of God, all the Word of God, and systematically to proclaim the Word of God so that they can work it out then in their lives and live a happy, useful and substantive Christian life. Dr. Patterson, how does text-driven preaching affect the local church, the people in the local congregation? Uh, It makes them intolerant uh, because uh, after they've had a pastor who preaches uh, consistently expository messages and he leaves to go to another church or dies to go home to be with Jesus or whatever, they call a guy who uh, is uh, not an expositor, and they hate him within three days because uh, they have learned to love the Word of God, and they know the difference between the Word of God and the, uh, uh, the sentiments of a mere man, though he may be the pastor. So it creates a Bible-believing public. Dr. Patterson, is text-driven preaching a biblical mandate? Would you use those words to describe it? Well, yes, I really would. Uh, and, and we have two examples to go from on that. First of all, um, in uh, the book of uh, Nehemiah, you have uh, uh, the famous situation where all of uh, the people sat down or actually stood up in those days. Uh, well, that would be a difference today. But anyway, they all stood up and listened, and um, various people read the Word of God, and then those who were chosen to do so uh, explained to them what the Word of God meant. And then, of course, they wept when they realized how far short they had fallen, but then they were told, stop weeping, rejoice, because today we've heard the Word of God. And so there was great rejoicing. So first of all, you have the Old Testament uh, statement of it, that this is the way to do it. And then, of course, in what I alluded to a moment ago, in the ministry of Jesus, uh, in the the sermon of uh, uh, Stephen, in the book of Acts, and on and on. You have them expounding the Word of God. Hey, look, you know, when it comes right down to it, it's as simple as this. If God has said something on any subject, why in the world would a preacher think that he was good enough to give them something better than what God said? 
Dr. Patterson, uh, you have many years of experience in the ministry. You have seen lots of trends come and go. Uh, Forty years ago, uh, you began serving as an associate minister under Dr. W.A. Criswell at First Baptist uh, Dallas, one of the great pulpits in Southern Baptist history, and Dr. Criswell, one of the great preachers. Talk to us about the the shift that you have seen in expository preaching over the past 40 years. You know, Dr. McCarty, I, I have often thought, what is Dr. Criswell's greatest legacy? And And some people would say that his greatest legacy was that he preached the crusade for the inerrancy of Scripture, and some of the rest of us carried out the crusade. Um, others would say, well, no, you know, it's his premillennialism, and uh, certainly that happens to be something with which I agree. But a- as I've tried to assess the life of Dr. Criswell, I believe that his greatest legacy will be that he returned exposition to the pulpit among Southern Baptists. Uh, There was actually never a time in Southern Baptist life when even the majority of our preachers were expositors, Uh, but certainly whatever had been the case in the early days had gone by the wayside, and almost every Southern Baptist preacher, when Dr. Criswell uh, came out of seminary uh, in Louisville, Uh, Almost every Baptist preacher was a uh, preacher who did not expound the Scripture. He was a topical preacher at best. And uh, so Dr. Criswell got it in his heart that uh, that was not the way to do it. And he was uh, uh, assisted, I must say, to give credit where credit is due, by the men who were at Dallas Theological Seminary. And uh, their insistence that the Bible should be preached was a major factor in uh, Dr. Criswell not only coming to that conclusion, but really pressing it. By sheer example, then, it wasn't so much that he talked all that great, uh, a great deal about expository preaching, but by sheer example, just the fact that he did it and people were fascinated by it. They came from everywhere to hear him. Uh, There's never a day at First Baptist Dallas when uh, we recognize the visitors that there was not a huge throng of people there. They were just visiting that day. They came to hear the great preacher expound the Word of God. And so by sheer example, I think he changed the direction of the convention. I would like to say that we are today a convention of expositors. I'd like to say that, but even coming from Texas, I'm just not that big a liar. And so the the truth of the matter is we're still not, but we're much further down the line toward being than we've ever been. Dr. Patterson, those of us who have known you for a long time are very familiar uh, with your huge heart that you have for the gospel and for lost people coming to Christ, whether it's the, the family across the street or the family across the world. Uh, how does text-driven preaching help preachers fulfill the Great Commission? Well, I think there are several things that we might say profitably, uh, Dr. McCarty. I, I think the first one is that uh, the Bible is about evangelism and missions from Genesis, the early chapters when God calls Abraham and commissions him. Maybe even earlier we could go to the uh, Protevangelium 
um, and uh, uh, speak of the of evangelism there. So evangelism is a heart and the core of Scripture. If you are preaching the Word of God and only the Word of God, if you're expounding the Word of God, you are going to be forced eventually to become evangelistic and missionary in your outreach. So I think that's true. But I think there is probably even an, another factor that is real. I have diligently sought to be an uh, expositor of God's Word, a text-driven preacher. And um, as I labor over a text in my study, getting these books and those books and getting them all around me and preparing, first of all, translating the text itself, um, I am drawn into the thought process of God unbelievable to think of it that way, but that's what's actually actually happening. The Bible are those thoughts of God, not certainly anything like all of his thoughts, but they're the thoughts of God that he wanted communicated. And so as I am dealing with the thought of God that needs to be communicated to people, then I'm understanding that this is the evangelistic and missionary heart of God himself. And that's what I'm up to in text-driven preaching. Dr. Patterson, thank you for being with us today on Preaching Source, and thank you for your ongoing commitment to uh, promoting and teaching and developing people in text-driven preaching. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, sir.